Chapter 4 Allie was beaming when she opened the door to the computer lab. She was still thinking about the way her friends squealed with excitement as they tapped their phones together and took their spots on one another's leaderboards. They loved clicked. She'd spent all summer hoping they would, and they did. She couldn't wait to get home after school and text her fellow code girls to tell them about her first real-life beta test. Courtney would be so excited for her. They all would be. She pictured herself on the couch with her dog, Belle, curled up by her side, her fingers buried in his soft fur while she tapped away on her phone's keyboard. The lab was filling up quickly, and Allie was happy to see that no one had taken the station she'd sat in last year. She was racing toward it when she heard Miss Slade call her name. Allie turned to see her teacher waving her over. Can you come here for a second? Nathan Frederickson was standing there, too. Allie felt her eyes narrowing as she walked toward him. She and Nathan had gone to the same elementary school. They were both in the same computer class. Every year, they entered the same contests and competed against each other in the science fair, and Nathan beat Allie out every time. And every time, he couldn't wait to rub her nose in it. Allie could count her enemies on one hand. In fact, she could count them on one finger, and his name was Nathan Frederickson. He was wearing loose, light-washed jeans, black slip-on vans, and a white t-shirt with a big pokeball on it. He was taller than he was last year, but other than that, he looked pretty much the same, with freckles spread across his cheeks and messy red hair. Hey, Allie said. Hey, Nathan mumbled back. Miss Slade must have been able to feel the tension because she laughed and said, Well, now that we've got those pesky formalities out of the way. No smile from Nathan. No smile from Allie. I wanted to congratulate both of you in person. Miss Slade looked at the two of them. I can't begin to tell you how excited I am to show off my two Games for Good contestants. What? Allie asked. Miss Slade hadn't mentioned anything about mentoring Nathan, too. She couldn't be serious. Allie looked over at Nathan and saw the color drain from his face. Allie's in G for G? he asked. Yep. I added her last weekend. Wait till you see her game, Nathan. It's extraordinary. And then she turned to Allie. And the game Nathan's been working on all summer is going to blow your mind. She drummed her hands on the desk excitedly. Allie didn't say a word. Nathan didn't say anything either. They were both trying as hard as they could not to look at each other. Now, as your mentor, she said, it's my job to help you get ready for Saturday in every way I can. Your games are solid at this point, so the best thing I can do is to prepare you to wow those judges. And I had an idea on my way to school this morning. What do you think about demonstrating your apps to your classmates today? Allie didn't say a word. Neither did Nathan. Miss Slade batted at her dangly earrings, showing off her yellow strong arm emojis. You remember these? They're my first day of school earrings. They're supposed to remind you to be brave and strong when you walk in these doors every day for the next ten months. Allie didn't feel brave or strong. She felt nervous. Her palms were getting clammy, so she rubbed them against her jeans. I would, but I don't have the voting app. You can improvise, can't you? Miss Slade asked. I guess, but I just, um, Allie heard herself stammering. I just didn't plan to show it to anyone other than my three best friends until after the competition. Nathan looked over and raised an eyebrow, silently questioning her, and Allie suddenly felt defensive. She glared back at him. Not because the code isn't solid, Nathan. It is. It's rock solid. I'm sure it is, Nathan said with a shrug, but he didn't sound like he meant it. Allie ignored him. It's solid, she told Miss Slade. 
It's just that the competition is only five days away, and I don't want to jinx anything. That's all. Miss Slade smiled at her. I totally get it. But it's only a demo. You're not inviting your whole advanced computer science class to download it or anything. Allie nodded. She knew Miss Slade was right. But still, the idea of showing click to her classmates made her ridiculously nervous. Even more nervous than she was on stage back at Cold Girls Camp. Nathan combed his hand through his hair. Well, I don't know about her, but I'm ready to go. Allie squared her shoulders and looked right at him. So am I, she said, faking confidence more than feeling it. Great, Miss Slade clapped her hands together once. I'll do my usual first day of school thing and then turn the show over to you two. Who wants to go first? I'll go, they both said at the same time. Miss Slade reached into her drawer and pulled out a quarter. Heads, Allie goes first. Tails, Nathan goes first. She flipped it in the air, and it landed with a thunk, spinning in small circles on her desk before it settled on tails. Looks like you're up first, Nathan. Nathan shot Allie a smug look, and Allie glared at him. When she turned to take a seat at her station, someone else was already sitting there, and Allie had to take the only desk that was still unclaimed. It was in the first row, right in front of Miss Slade, and nowhere near the window. She couldn't help but blame Nathan for that, too. The bell rang. Miss Slade stood silently at the front of the room, waiting for the chatter to stop. Eventually, when the room was quiet, she began speaking. Welcome back, everyone, she said. Did you all have an incredible summer? Some people slouched lower in their seats, while others sat up a little taller. I want to hear all about it. Who wants to start? A few hands shot up, and Miss Slade spent the next ten minutes going around the room. Brandon told the class about his trip to Hawaii, Kari talked about spending most days at the skate park, and Justin talked about all the books he'd read. And when everyone was done, Miss Slade told everyone how she spent two weeks in India visiting family and attending her favorite cousin's wedding. She invited everyone to come to the lab during lunch that week if they wanted to see her pictures. Alec was only half listening. She was thinking about her demo, visualizing how she'd do it without the voting app, and trying to ignore the butterflies that felt like they'd taken over her stomach. Miss Slade leaned back on the edge of her desk. I'll tell you about our new semester project, but first, I have some exciting news to share. Before I began teaching, I spent 10 years as a developer at Spyglass Games. While I was there, I helped start the Games for Good competition, a contest exclusively for teen coders. And after I left the company, I stayed on as a mentor. Now, each year, I get to bring one talented young developer to, into this contest, but this year, I convinced the judges to let me bring two students, Nathan Fredrickson and Ali Navarro. As seventh graders, they'll be the two youngest players to ever enter G4G. Today, they're going to show you the games that got them there. Let's give them a big hand. Everyone clapped and she waved Nathan to the front of the room. He paired his laptop with a giant monitor and a colorful icon of a house appeared in the center. A second later, two animated characters emerged from the side of the screen wearing overalls and shuffling toward the center, carrying armfuls of letters. When they reached the house, the two characters threw the letters into the air. They looked up, watching them tumble around in the sky before settling on top of the house and forming the roof with their name built. My Games for Good entry is a fun, interactive game where players work together to build homes. Animated ones and real ones, too. Nathan clicked on the icon, and suddenly there was a whole neighborhood, complete with streets, sidewalks, trees, and even a tiny playground off in the corner. Dotting the sidewalks were small, cartoonish-looking houses. The objective of the game is to build houses. 
Nathan pointed to the screen, and Allie watched an animated woman in a blue sweatshirt and a white cap, standing on a ladder and hammering on the roof. Each player starts off with some wood, basic tools, and a few supplies, like nails and plaster. But your original materials will only get you so far. When you run out, you have to buy more at the hardware store. He pointed to a building on the corner. The little characters were running inside empty-handed and leaving with tools, boards, and cans of paint. You buy supplies using the points you earn, and you earn points by helping your neighbors. Nathan left-clicked on a character wearing a red sweatshirt and right-clicked on a house on the opposite side of the street. The little man climbed down from the ladder, tucked it under his arm, and carried it over to the target house. When he reached it, he propped the ladder against the side, climbed again, and began hammering next to another man wearing a blue sweatshirt. Allie couldn't get over the amount of detail in each character. Different skin tones and hair colors, different clothes and hats. Aside from the way they moved across the screen, everything about them was designed to be unique. She fixed her gaze on the tiny figure with a hammer in his hand and watched the house go up slowly, plank by plank. It started coming together faster once there were two characters working on it. Fun, right? But here's where it becomes a game that also does good. He zoomed out so the class could see the neighborhood from a bird's eye view. It's all about these signs. Allie hadn't noticed them before, but now she saw the empty street signs and billboards scattered throughout the neighborhood. All the signs are reserved for corporate sponsors. Nathan zoomed in on one and pointed at the logo. I'm sure you all recognize this. Allie rolled her eyes. Of course they did. It was one of the most recognized logos on the internet. Spyglass Games, someone in the back yelled. That's right. Spyglass isn't an official built sponsor, he said as he locked his eyes on Allie. But when I win, they will be. Allie folded her arms across her chest. The class let out an oh! And Allie heard someone say, burn! Every time a player completes a house, one of the sponsors donates a dollar to Habitat for Humanity. Since I began developing this game, I've built more than a thousand of these little houses. Nathan was wearing a huge smile now, waving his hands as he talked, and Allie could hear the excitement in his voice. If I had just one sponsor, we would have raised $1,000, which would be great, but imagine if we had hundreds or thousands of players and 20 or 30 big corporate sponsors, each taking turns to kick in a buck every time a player finished a house. That's real money, going to a real cause. He closed his laptop and the monitor went dark. So that's built, a real life game for good. Allie felt her mouth turn up at the corners. But then she remembered who was her competition and adjusted her expression. As the room erupted into applause, Nathan bowed exaggeratedly and returned to his seat in the back of the room. He didn't even look at Allie as he walked past her. Okay, Allie, Miss Slade said, you're up. Her hands started shaking and her heart started racing. She stepped to the spot in the room and looked around at her classmates. You got this, she thought. Don't let Nathan intimidate you. As she paired her phone with a wireless projection system, Miss Slade told the class about the Code Girl summer camp and how Allie had been one of 20 middle school girls selected out of a nearly a thousand applicants from across the country. Then Miss Slade killed the lights. Allie took a big breath. Take a look around this room, she said. This is advanced computer science. We've all been in this class together for a year now, and we all know that every one of us has one thing in common. We love coding. But have you ever wondered what else we may have in common? 
She pointed to a girl in the front row. Maybe Sean and I both love reading. Maybe we even love the same books. She pointed at two boys in the back row. And maybe Jason and Theo like horror movies. She pointed at the door. And what about the people out there? She interlaced her hands behind her back. There are a little over 900 students here at Mercer Middle School. You're never going to meet all of them. Not here. Not even when we're all get to high school. But there is one person at Mercer who has more in common with you than anyone else. She held up her finger. One person. What if you graduate never knowing who that person is, simply because you never had a class together? What if you never meet simply because your paths never cross? Ellie locked eyes with a few people in the room. They looked intrigued. What if I told you there was an app to help you find that person? Allie realized her hands were no longer trembling. She had the attention of everyone in the room, and it felt good. She tapped the icon on her phone, and the clicked logo appeared on the monitor behind her. She didn't want to use her newest group since there were only four users, so she opened the code girls group instead. Allie slid her finger down the screen and scrolled through her photos. Seeing their faces made her miss them all over again. You start by creating a profile, she said. For the sake of the demo, let's make our class a person. What should we call ourselves? Her classmates looked at one another. Finally, Kylie Rodriguez shouted, I've got it, from the last row, and then pointed to the two computers in the back corner. Agnes Ira. Perfect, Allie said. Smiling, she typed in the name. Agnes and Ira were the two most powerful computers in the lab, and Miss Slade was especially proud of their names. Agnes was the old computer that gave love advice in an episode of an old TV show called The Twilight Zone, and Ira was the computer used by Wonder Woman's alias, Diana Prince. The two machines were used exclusively for, for special projects, and they weren't on the school network or protected by the district firewall, so no one could get past the login screen without Miss Slade's permission. Allie quickly typed in a bunch of fake profile data, took a picture of the whole class, and then moved on to the quiz questions. As a series of four pictures flashed on the screen behind her, Allie went around the room and gave each person a chance to answer. There were 23 students in the class, so she rounded the room twice and let Miss Slade answer the last four questions. Then Allie described the photo clues and how Clicked worked in on proximity to help you and your top 10 friends find one another. She played the bloop sound. This sound is unique to Clicked. Every time you hear it, it means one of the people on your leaderboard is within 50 feet of you and your job is to track him or her down using the clues. Allie looked around the room. Any questions? Benita Samuels raised her hand. I'm just curious. This looks super fun, but how is it a game for good? Allie's heart started racing again. She thought the good part of Clicked was so obvious, but after seeing Nathan's game, maybe it wasn't. I think the good will come from the stories it generates. My code girls and I learned so much about one another, all because of Clicked. Sure, it's not building houses for people in need, but people need friendship too. Benita nodded along with her. Xander Pierce raised his hand, and Allie called on him. When can we play? She was about to say next week, but then she thought about Benita's question. If she was going to beat Nathan, she needed to show the judges that her game wasn't only as well designed as his. She had to prove it was as inherently good as his. To do that, she needed real-life success stories, and lots of users. She remembered what Maddie said during lunch. Maybe she was right. There wasn't a better week to share clicked. If everyone in that room joined and shared it with a few of their friends, 
She could have 50 or 60, maybe even 100 users by Saturday. That would look good to the judges. And with all those users, she'd have at least two or three interesting friendship stories to share during her stage presentation. Before she could talk herself out of it, she looked at Xander and said, You can start playing right now. She let her gaze travel around the room. Anyone else want an invitation? Every hand in the room went up, even Nathan's. Allie caught Miss Slade's expression. She could tell she was confused about her sudden change of heart, but she didn't tell her to stop or anything, so Allie kept going. The advanced computer science class worked together on projects all year, so she already had all their names and her contacts. She returned to her desk, opened clicked, and began checking the boxes next to their names. She pressed invite. Miss Slade returned to the front of the room. Okay, guys, I'm glad you're excited, but keep those phones off. We have work to do. You can start clicking after school. Clicking. Allie smiled. She liked the sound of that. A lot. Enough to overlook all the reasons she had been waiting to share it. She hid her phone under her desk and typed the quick group text to Maddie, Zoe, and Emma. Changed my mind. Invite everyone you know. Let's see what clicked can do. for listening and I will see y'all next week for chapters five and six. By the way, if you would like to get more news and updates and all that good stuff, go follow the podcast's Instagram. Stressed yet reading obsessed. No spaces, no caps, no nothing like that. Just how it sounds. Bye-bye.